hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining with us online. As my head hit the pillow last night, I had this passage of scripture just run through my head. I found in Romans 8 and verse 22. It says this, we know that the whole creation groans and has labour pangs together until the end is that since the fall of mankind, since sin entered the world, is our earth creation has been groaning. And I pray in this season in which we're in right now, uh, that as a church, we are believing for you, that you would hang on to Jesus like you've never ever hung on to Jesus before. That in this time of groaning, this time of labour pangs, is that we must be attached to the vine. We must be attached to the mission and the purpose of Jesus. And today I want to share a message around purpose. Have you ever asked the question, God, why am I here? I think at different stages of our lives, we have asked such a question. And we ask this question for a particular reason, because I believe we all have a desire inside of us to rise above the ordinary, to distinguish ourselves. We want our lives to count for something bigger, something greater than what we actually are. And so today I'm going to camp around one passage of Scripture that's found in Acts chapter 13 and verse 36. And it says these words, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. The, the writer of the book of Acts, is Luke, puts pen to paper, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and writes this statement, 14 words about a life of a man by the name of David who lived 1,000 years earlier. As I have considered this verse over the last number of weeks, uh, I don't think this verse can be improved upon. I, I don't think there is words that we could alter or shift or move to, to describe how you and I are designed to live our lives. Now, when David had served God's purpose, not his own purpose, but God's purpose in his own generation, he fell Asleep. The, the title of my message is Carve His Name on Hearts. I don't know if you remember back to when you were little, is it maybe you carved your initials on trees or on tabletops or on toilet doors or maybe your dad's car, is that we, we wrote our initials there to give us a sense of location, is that we were once located in a, that spot. But you and I are not designed to bring glory to our own name, but we're designed to carve His name on the hearts of humanity around about us. That, that is our goal and that is also the purpose that God has placed inside of each and every one of you. I, I have found that in this month of pursuit and in this year of the theme of our church being pursuit is that our pursuit of Jesus locates and finds purpose in each of our lives, is that purpose is what gives our life actual meaning. However, I found that purpose can be so elusive. It's difficult to really find what our true purpose is. And I know over the years that people have come and people have asked me this question, well, what is my purpose for life? What's my purpose for living? And as I've matured in years and matured in God is that I no longer ask that question, what is my purpose in life? I've reshaped that question. The question is now, what is God's purpose for my life? is that I have to remove my purpose out of the picture and align my will and my purpose with the purpose that God has for us. Uh, I find that God has two types of purpose for each and every one of us, that there is a, a common purpose for those that are 
sons and daughters of God, those that have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. And we have a common purpose. It's an identical purpose. It's not a competing purpose, but it's a purpose where we join together. We link arms and we link hearts. We link our faith together to fulfil the mission, the purpose of God, the, the purpose to be the light and salt to the world around about us, to go into all the world and to make disciples, to carry the presence of God and the power of God inside of us as we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. It's a common, it's an identical purpose. And then there is a second type of purpose where God has graced us with individual gifts and talents and abilities. And He's given us different personalities to reach and impact hearts, right across our globe and across our cities in which we live. And so today I wanna focus on our common unique purpose, our, our common purpose as a body of Christ is what we are called to accomplish and to do. And out of this verse, now David served God's purpose in his own generation and then he fell asleep. To truly understand these 14 words that Luke penned thousands of years earlier, we have to go back in the life of David is that David was a season of his life where he faced a time of uncertainty, a time of fear, a time of discouragement. He is now located not in the open, but he's located in a cave, hiding away from the king in this place of uncertainty and fear, not knowing what his future days were going to look like. And he starts crying out to God, it says in, in the book of Psalms, in Psalms 57 and verse two, he says these words, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills His purpose for me in this time of disappointment, in this time of uncertainty. He cries out to God, I don't know where you are situated today, but I pray that you would always be crying out to God, no matter what situation you find yourselves in, even in the very best of days or the most uncertain of days, is that you would cry out to God. And David cries out to God and says these words, to God who fulfills His purpose for me. I am so grateful that David did not cry out, God, that you would fulfill my purpose for me. No, he cries out that God, you would fulfill your purpose in my life. Uh, this verse makes two things very clear. is that God has a purpose for each and every one of us and God will fulfill His purpose in our lives. Is that that is a guarantee, is that God would fulfill His purpose in our lives. And today, I don't know where you are situated. I don't know the, the giant that's in front of you. I don't know the obstacle. I don't, I don't know the speed bump that your life may have hit. I don't know the place of uncertainty, the place of fear, the place of not knowing what the next day is going to bring. We, we are living in a world that is groaning at this time, but I wanna let you know that no matter where you are situated, you have to be aware that God is for you and God is with you is that God is constantly at work behind the scenes of our lives. He is always working things out for good. He's doing 10,000 things behind each and every one of our lives, working out things for good. You've gotta believe that our God never swings and misses. He never makes an error, but He's always working on our behalf to fulfil the purpose that He has placed inside of us. Would you give your uncertainty to God? Would you give your fear to God? Would you give your disappointment, your discouragement? The place where you may be located right now, would you give it to God? Would you cry out to God because He has got a great purpose for you? Now, when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. Let me just give you a couple of thoughts around this passage of Scripture. The first thought that comes to me out of the initial part of that statement is that, God, is that David served God's purpose. I have this question. I wonder who is in your view? 
I found that you and I, we've got to get ourselves out of the picture. And our view has got to be God. God's got to be in our view. Number one, we've got to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then He will add all of those things to our lives. I pray that God is in your view first and foremost. He is your go-to. Is that when God is in our view, I found that humanity will always be in our view. And the Word of God on numerous occasions asks us and directs us to lift up our eyes. And I pray that you lift up your eyes because I found this, that vertical eyes lead to missional eyes. Is that God's purpose can be outworked in us as we keep our eyes focused on who He is, the greatness, the bigness, the majesty, the holiness, the mercy, the God that's full of grace and full of love for humanity as our eyes are on Him, as He is in our view, is that then humanity will be in our view. The, the second thought that I have around this passage of Scripture, it says that David served God's purpose in his own generation. Uh, would you take responsibility for your generation. If you and I don't take responsibility for our generation, who will? And here it says that David focused on his generation. I love what it says in Acts chapter 17 and verse 26. It says, from one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. He marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Well, what a remarkable passage of Scripture is that God has placed us all here together at a specific time in history. And not only has placed us in a particular time frame, but He's also placed us in a particular location where we join together with other believers to carve His name on the hearts of humanity. You are not here by accident. You are here by design purpose of God that you were born for such a time as this and that God has placed you in your city, in your suburb, in your street to have kingdom impact right across the globe. I ask, would you take responsibility for your generation? I can't change things that took place 100 years ago or 50 years ago, or five years ago, or even three weeks. I can't change those things. But I can change what happens today. And I can change what happens tomorrow and into the future. And I pray that you would take responsibility for the generation that God has placed you within. I, I can't change the past. As we have in our world right now, a whole movement called cancel culture, hashtag cancel culture. And the whole objective of this organisation, I believe, is to take the world's eyes off this current generation and now put their eyes on previous generations. And there is no doubt previous generations have made mistakes and made errors. But we cannot erase history. We cannot cancel culture, but history must be learnt from. And there must be hearts of forgiveness that every generation has done terrible things. But it's not about cancelling culture because the whole movement of that, it's a plan of the enemy to take our eyes off this current generation, hoping that if we can erase the past, it can fix and improve this generation moving forward. Nothing could be truer. See, the plan of God is just not to cancel previous culture, but the plan of the enemy is not just to cancel previous culture, but it's to cancel God's voice, God's presence, God's word, God's truth. 
And you and I must fight for this generation in which we live. If we don't stand up for this generation, who actually will? It says that David served his own generation. We, we, th- we see historically through the Word of God that it, it only takes one generation to lose connection, to lose relationship with God. We can look at the Joshua generation. We can look and see the great miracles that God did for that generation. As we look back in history, you see the miracle working power of God that did through that generation is that God parted the, the Jordan River and they crossed over into the promised land of God on dry land. They, they enter into this great land of promise, the most fortified uh, walls of Jericho, the largest and most immense city of that day. The walls came crashing down. The, this generation, they even saw the sun stand still for a period of time. This generation saw the miracles of God. And we can applaud and say what an incredible generation they were, but the Word of God has a different report about that generation. We find this passage in Judges chapter 2 and verse 10. It says this, And there arose another generation after them, another generation after the Joshua generation, who did not know the Lord or the work that He had done for Israel. It just took one generation to lose connection with God. I pray that you and I would take responsibility for our generation, not on our watch. Not on our watch will God's relationship with mankind be extinguished or diminished. No, no, we are designed to carve His name on the hearts of humanity around about us. And our, my final thought today, now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. Uh, my last thought is don't fall asleep too early. I find the, uh, the older I get, the earlier I go to bed. By continually saying inside of Mike Mulheron, don't go to sleep too early. Don't go to sleep too early. For each and every one of us, we have a mission. We have a, a purpose that God desires to outwork in all of our lives. And we cannot afford to have procrastination or apathy or grow weary or lose our focus or have shattered dreams and broken promises that would stop us from pursuing and fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. Church, don't go to sleep too early. I love what it says in Galatians 6 and verse 9, do not grow weary. And I know the world in which we're living right now is causing hearts and souls and minds to grow weary. Don't grow weary. It goes on, do not grow weary in doing good. It is that God has created you here. You are His workmanship created for good works. Don't grow weary in doing good works for in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart. I, I pray that the peace of God would come upon your life, would guard your mind, and also would guard your heart in this season. Don't fall asleep too early. There's no point seeing the finish line and not crossing the finishing line. I pray that you and I won't give up too early. We, we won't say we, we can't change this world too early. We can't say this is a, a losing battle too early. No, God has a great plan and great purpose for you and I to fulfil and also to complete. So I wonder who, who's in your view today? I pray that God's in your view. Would you take responsibility for your generation, your street, your suburb, your workplace, your university, your school? And would you not go to sleep too early? Let me finish on this passage of Scripture. Romans chapter 11 and verse 13. It says this, Another reason for right living is this. You know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for the coming of the Lord is nearer now than we first believed. I pray that 
you would allow God just to awaken maybe those areas that once active in your life that just have diminished over a period of time. I pray that you and I would bombard the kingdom of heaven. We pray for Ukraine, nations across the world, the turmoil that's taking place. We pray for our own city of Brisbane at this time as floods are rising right now. For whatever's going in your world, would you join your faith with others in your community and allow God to come through and do the impossible? And so today, as I've shared this message, maybe you have been listening and maybe for the first time you've heard about this God who has a purpose for you or maybe you're sitting there and you're just reflecting on your life in this past season and you just know that God's not in your view. He's not number one inside of your heart. And Maybe today you'd love to make that decision. It's the greatest miracle of all where a man, a woman, a boy or a girl would surrender their hearts and lives to Jesus Christ as God gives us so much opportunity. And we'll let you know that God loves you so much that there is nothing that you have ever done or could ever do that would separate you from the great love of God. And I know this, that He has got a purpose for your life and He wants to fulfil it. But I know this is we have to surrender our lives to Him first and the purpose comes alive in our heart. His purpose, kingdom purpose. And so if you say today, hey, Mike, I would love to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour. Uh, there's a link on the screen there. I'd just love you to press that button and one of our team will be in contact with you. But I'd love you just to close your eyes at this moment and to still your heart wherever you're situated, wherever you're located. And let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank You that You have a purpose, You have a plan, You have a great future and a hope for each and every one of us. Today, Father, are ones that are making a decision right now to follow You, to make You number one, to have You as their major priority in their view. And Father, right now, as hearts soften, we declare that by Your sovereign grace and Your saving grace today, Father, you would enter their hearts and their lives, that old things are passed away and today is a new day, a new opportunity for them. The God that would pursue the purpose and the dreams and the vision that You have for each and every one of them. Father, they would declare in their hearts that they'd never ever be ashamed of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank You that they are now born again by everything that You accomplished on the cross and through Your resurrection, Jesus. We give You thanks in Your wonderful, wonderful Name. Amen. Well, that's- 